Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the UTS Student Hacks podcast. You're here with Kelly. I'm in my fourth year of Learn Business, majoring in accounting, and we're also with... You're also here with Roxanne. I'm in my fourth year of Medical Science and International Studies, majoring in Japan. So, before we get right into it, get some water, fruit, and snacks to accompany you for this episode. This episode is all about hacking your brain to hack your studies. We'll be talking about how our personality may help indicate what study methods work for us. But, of course, please note that your personality is not 100% indicative of how you should study. Just try out different methods and see how they work. So I'll start off with what my personality type is. So just the other day, I did a personality test for the 16 personalities, which was the Meyer Briggs personality types. I used to be an ENFP, but now I am an ENFJ. So for those of you out there that are not quite sure what those letters mean, it's essentially how you approach scenarios and it kind of assigns you letters. And there's 16 types that you could possibly get. What's your type? For me, over the past... I think I remember doing this back in high school and consistently over the years I've always been an ENFPT. So similarly, but the last letter I'm a perceiver, which is just very spontaneous. So I used to be the same as Roxanne, but I've changed. If you're curious as to what your personality type is, just literally just search up 16 personalities or the Meyer Briggs personality type and you could possibly just do one. Might take a couple of minutes, but it might give you a better understanding of how you are as a person. And I guess this is just to give you context of like what study methods work for us as well. Mm, Exactly. It could be a correlation. It could be not. Simply take this as a little fun test that you can do. A little quiz to get to know yourself a little bit more. Applying that to studying. So as I said said before, I I am an ENFJ. I personally really, really like the Pomodoro method. So if you've listened to our previous episodes about studying or anything along those topics, I've always stressed the miracles of the Pomodoro method. It has yet to fail me to get me to do work or concentrate on a task. I've tried other methods such as bullet journaling to make, I don't know, making my task seem a little more fun when I'm writing it down, but it just took me way too much time and I didn't get through bullet journaling, I didn't get what I wanted out of it. So I stopped. But when I tried the Pomodoro method, it worked and I've always used it. I wanted a solution that was easy and really simple for me to implement. And so the Pomodoro method ticked those boxes and it simply works. What are your methods of studying? I have a hard time sitting still and studying for long durations of time. So often I rely on very short methods that kind of accumulate over time. So an instance is that I often use the active recalling and space repetition as a way to study rather than studying for long periods because often I kind of get sidetracked very easily. So something that I relied on the majority of times for my language part of my degree and also my science degree is that I use Anki flashcards. Anki flashcards is just an electronic version of making flashcards where if you understand something, for example, you know this, uh, since I study Japanese, so if I understand what this kanji is, I would say, oh yeah, I'm good with that. And then I don't have to revise that word for two hours. 
but if I stumble upon a kanji that I have no idea, it will come back to me in the next five minutes to revise. To sort of kind of like instill like, oh yeah, this is something that you should know by now, doing it multiple times. That's really cool. Yeah, I can see the use of flashcards. I remember using them in high school and uh, for this particular topic because it just worked well and it really helped me memorize like key dates for events. That's why I use flashcards for. But of course, you need to see where to, where flashcards or the Pomodoro method might be able to fit within your particular subject or task that you're doing because different tasks require different ways of approaching them. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it, it also helps that for, because there's such a big, I think, substantial community within the, for Anki, there's a lot of shared decks that you can use to actually help you study as well, that people shared and put time in. So it's more accessible as well. Yeah, that's really good. So if you don't have the time to make your own, you can search up and see if someone's made one on the topic that you're doing. Another technique or another way of studying that I learned throughout the years of, that I learned personally is that using the Feynman's technique. So according to Google, the Feynman technique is where a person explains the concept they're learning to themselves in a simple way to find gaps in their knowledge. The Feynman technique is a mental model to convey information using concise thoughts and simple language. So for subjects like, I don't know, science subjects or law subjects or any degree specific subject, you'll have a lot of terminology that's really, really new to you. You're trying to understand them at a simple level and then see where you're missing your knowledge from. Yeah. So where you're, if you were to explain to someone who has no idea on the actual concept or is in the field, would they be able to get it if you were to explain to them? And is there anything that you're kind of missing from the concept that you're trying to explain and revising on those areas? Yeah. So there's many different ways of studying and it's literally out there for you to discover. You can try the techniques that Roxanne and I have mentioned. So I've mentioned the Pomodoro method. Roxanne mentioned active recall and space repetition with the Anki flashcards, as well as the Feynman technique. Give these a go and see which one you like using. If you don't like using any of them, because that's definitely, definitely possible. You can go onto Google and see what Google has to say. Our starting point might be figuring out what your personality type is through the Maya Briggs personality test and see where your strengths and weaknesses lie. Well, you can try and through, I think, look into the type of learner you are as well. So if you're more of a visual learner, using images is better. Or if you're more verbal or logical, like there's different types of learner, learner types. So I think you should definitely look into it because maybe it can help you guide with the way that you're studying as well. Exactly. Just to reiterate is that at the end of the day, these personality types, these personality tests should not be defining you and how you should work. And they are simply a resource to kind of help guide you in figuring that out, I guess. So you don't, you don't need to follow this word for word, what a test result gives you, but use the results to try out new things that might help you become more proactive. So if you prefer to study with other people, maybe you can form a study group. If you prefer studying alone or different environments can also help you as well. Mm, exactly. I know for myself, I really enjoy working in an environment which is quiet. So spaces like the reading room, 
which you can now book a seat in if you would like. And I just really like settling in and it being quiet and me doing my work because I get into a headspace where I'm just really concentrating. I agree with Kelly as well is that I think visiting the reading room after a period of time since remote learning, I like smashed out like two topics within the span of like three hours, which is very, very surprising to say the least. And I sort of discovered that, oh, I guess quiet environments do work out. Having a change of environment might help. If you're curious as to how you can book a seat in the reading room, just visit the UTS library website. Just like how you normally book a room, you just need to book a seat in the reading room. On that note, thanks for listening. If you want to check out any of our other previous episodes, they are on our website and other sites like Spotify. If you are feeling stuck or have a question, feel free to ask a student through the live chat on the Student Learning Hub website from 10 to 6 on a Monday to Friday. Or visit the Student Learning Hub in Building 2 Level 4 when we go back to campus. Don't forget to join us for our last podcast for this spring session. Until next time, see ya! ya.